This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends. And wow, was that not a good start to the uh, to my program with Summer Dancing like David, and it had me dancing in the studio. So I just want to welcome you uh, to our my program called Rise. And on this program, we give you some insight and some wisdom and knowledge on the topics that we speak about in my program. And we often speak about topics that are really very, very um, sometimes not spoken about out in the open. And uh, today we're going to have a very special guest on our my program. I had her right in the beginning when I started out, but she's now a professor, and I'm really, really blessed to have her on my program this afternoon. We are going to discuss the real brutal realities of human trafficking in South Africa right now. So we're gonna, she's going to join us straight after the, this uh, beautiful song that we're going to uh, play out now with. Um, it's called uh, Beautiful Life, uh, Seventh Time Down. You're listening to Rise on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Good afternoon, family and friends, and welcome to my program called Rise. And my name is Renette Marburg on 7 to 9 a.m. And I just want to encourage you before we Leave all this behind. It's very important. Um, you can WhatsApp us on 081-729-1657 or SMS us on 37988. Or you can telegram us on the same number as the WhatsApp number. I say this beforehand because this is quite important When because this might be a topic that will be a really um, something that you might have noticed in your community or in your area. Um, you know, something might have popped up or you're not sure what it's about, then you can WhatsApp us and contact us and even about our guests as well. So I just want to encourage you to uh, keep it interactive. You're welcome to um, speak to us at any time. I just want to welcome Professor Charlene Lowe to my program today. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today, Charlene. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure, Annette, for hosting me and giving a platform to Zion Foundation. We we really appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I so badly wanted to read everything that you sent me. I mean, it is such a rap sheet of a profile. (laughs) You know, it is so, I would rather if you tell me and see how it fits into the whole uh, scenario, because this is something, um, I know your foundation, you're the director and the founder of the foundation. And, uh, you know, this is something, it's not a, a usual calling to ministry or anything. This is a very, very special calling um, to step into, and especially as a woman and um, as well as a single woman. Um, and where did you, where did this profound calling come? And, uh, you know, it was such an unusual experience, you know, because I normally pray very you know, every week I yeah. just make sure I have the right person on my program and I make sure that I don't waste this hour. Everything will count and everything will matter. And um, as I came on my way here, there was this 
big, massive, um, uh, you know, these big, big trucks. And uh, on the on the back banner, it said, stop human trafficking. So it was such confirmation for my program today. So I know this uh, interview is going to matter and it's going to make a difference. So give us a little bit of a background of how you started out and where did all this come from? Oh, while the net, you know, um, it's like you say, this is really, you know, a father handpick of what I've come to experience in my years, you know, working in this, in this specific area, that people are really handpicked by father to, to fight this, you know, evil against humanity. Um, for me personally, I think there were so many times I was crying, you know, couldn't you choose me for a soup kitchen? <laughs> you know, um, I, um, as I've uh, said to you in my bio that I've seen, it was something, it was a day before my ordination, actually. And I was just watching a movie. I can't even remember what movie it was, but I know it was the first time ever I watched a movie like that. And when I was done, I was so very much overwhelmed by what I just saw. And I kind of walked just out of the room. And I just heard this so small voice saying, you will, you are going to work with these people one day. <laughs> I oh, was just cool. literally so shocked. And I was like literally pulling my head to the side and saying, say what? And immediately as I said that, I realized that this is Father's voice. And I was still trying to make sense of what I just saw, you know. And as I say, you know, the rest, you know, I, I left it there and through the years, Father would nudge me as a reminder, like, this is, remember what I called you for. And until 2016, I was in Syria. And they also say, and the Lord was just saying to me, find your passport. And uh, not that I used it till now, but I realized, you know, that's when he gave me the mandate for for working, you know, in, in this field. And the Lord was saying to me that you have to, uh, he said, build a safe house in every province. And I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what it was about. Even now, I humbly still really, I promise you, it, like I say, I still learn. And in that part where they say that he, he equips the cause, he doesn't call yes, the equipped. You that's know? so true. <laughs> and you so, you're so dependent on his mm. grace, on his guidance. Like you, irrespective, you know, like you say, the titles and all that stuff, it doesn't matter. You are so dependent on Holy Spirit's guidance, you know, for whatever call He placed in your life. And for me, what I've witnessed through the years, you know, um, is like, you know, sadly, the lack of people and their awareness that this yes. human trafficking is the reality, you know. Um, and people still assume there's still so many people who think that, you know, it is an over-sensationalized movie script, and yet it is happening right on our doorstep. That is it. And, I mean, um, people think it's like happening in India and, you know, the yeah. South America and all these other places. It is right here, right in our at our doorsteps. 
Exactly. We just had um, our one of our directors, and she's director of operations, actually. And she actually also just, you know, she does the training. She takes the teams out, you know, and mm-hmm. just alerted us on a Google later woman who was kidnapped and raped for four days. <gasps> She actually received a call inviting her for a job interview in Tiger Valley Mall last Monday. Mm-hmm. She was picked up and taken to a house where she was repeatedly raped by two Nigerians. She so said, this happened oh, like explained. last week. Yeah, Auntie explained that um, that a Corsa woman called her, told, called and told her about the interview that was set up for that morning. Mm. You know, and they actually picked her up and she... You know, and she asked him still if she had to bring any documents, and she said, no, they, they were going to interview for receptionist role. And, you know, this is a thing that people are, especially COVID, yes. you know, with what's happening with COVID, you know, the, the fourth recession basically, you know, makes so much more people more vulnerable, yes. you know, because people need money, people need to survive, right. you know. And false job application um, promises, they, that's how they are lured. You know, most often, you know, it's one of the biggest tools that traffickers use. And, um, I mean, imagine like, a, you know, a mom, you know, yes. um, and having to experience that. And human trafficking is literally, I, I, I just wish that the church could wake up to the reality yes, of human trafficking. Yes, yes, and, and, and have knowledge about it. Because, you yes. know, um, you know what I was just thinking, because I'm, I'm, working in Belleville South at the moment and some yeah. of the, what the kids and the, and the teenagers are exposed to is horrific and it's all forms yeah. of human trafficking and yet yeah. they are they don't they don't know what it is they don't can't identify yeah. with it so you know later on in the program you're going to just give me a scenario of you know what the different kinds of human trafficking what it looks like because you know we often yeah. i mean even where we uh, where i live you know things are picked up in in strange ways and yeah. you know we almost don't know who to phone or who not who to, who to contact and all that yes. type of thing you know we actually don't know the next step as as the yes. public you know and and yeah. yet we and we also don't know what it is that is the main yes. thing so you know um you were sharing with me about and you know what is more or less the statistics on a you know scale is it, you know boys girls uh, adults teenagers you know where is the the main problem lying well, you know, women make up 49% of traffic victims. Okay. The girls make up 23%. Obviously, boys are mostly used for forced labor. However, you know, they are also used for sexual exploitation. Yes. You know, and um, uh, like the, the thing is that human trafficking is sudden, it's the most lucrative, one of the most lucrative organized crime areas. You know, with an annual revenue of around $150 billion. And it's escalating throughout the world. Yes, it continues to thrive. Uh, During COVID, it kept thriving. Um, uh, Traffickers started using other platforms. You know, everybody was accessing, you know, the internet. And that's where they also started, you know, where they, um, you know, started focusing on. So cyber trafficking it's also where they build relationships, where they offer jobs, you know, use that, wow. you know. Um, 
And it's so important to to recognize, and it's it's difficult, you know, often especially when people are in vulnerable positions, yes. you know, when it comes to finances, yes. um, and, and 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 yeah. So it, it's very hard for people to, if people are not aware of this, and they don't understand that these signs to look out for. If you look at like this lady from Google Earth, I have to use that as a scenario. I mean, you know that people will not be picking you up from home, actually, you know. Exactly. It's very uncalled for, for a job interview, you know. Um, so they make it sound very they, professional. They make it sound very professional. They make it sound so real. And um, the sad part is especially that is why Zion Foundation is so big on raising awareness, really. Yes. And also reaching our vulnerable communities. We have been so busy right throughout COVID, I promise you, that we had our team go out to farm areas, to um, places, whether they had to get people in a house in a certain place, in in the rural community, and just to educate our children, our young people, and our parents, you know, concerning this. We even have been to old age homes, because uh, grandparents have children, and they have grandkids, and they, you know what I'm saying? So it's like um, to just know at least, you know, to make people at least aware of it. We feel that in some way it's a way of combating, you know, and stopping this evil actually from happening. It's actually really, really such a vast um, uh, problem. I mean, if you think of it from, from a small age to, to the elderly, and, yeah. and you know, not just that, but uh, the thing is, and I think the elderly are also um, uh, not knowledgeable. And, you know, yeah. they're not out there on the Internet and they're not out there maybe as yeah. clued up about life. And when they look yeah. again, they think, you know, it's, it's, it's normal things that are happening or they even get um, abused in, 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 that, in that sector as well. And, yeah. um, you know, and things happen to them. And yeah. uh, as well, you know, um, if you listen yeah. to so many, so many stories. And, um, you know, you were saying it's like a movie script. Um, just it's unbelievable what actually is happening on the ground. And, yeah. um, you know, the fact that you people, and it's a very dangerous, a very dangerous um, uh a business to be in because even yeah. you approaching it, um, you, I mean, I think you shared once that, you know, it's very dangerous to actually go into these areas and, you know, confront a dealer or confront somebody that's human trafficking um, because of uh, who you are. Yes. You know what, Renette, also, um, when we look at, you know, what traffic is obviously. Um, their victims are forced into prostitution. Yes. And like I said before, so often the prostitutes we see on the road, we don't know the story behind it. Mm. And um, and that's the thing that they do because they um, they 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 threaten their victims with either harming their families. They do harm them. You know, yes. um, they threaten them with the fact that they know the locations of the families and so many others. And I mean, I've worked with victims myself, basically, you know. Yes. And um, and so um, 
the thing is is that uh, the sad part is that, you know, that the victims often, they have been so coerced and subdued, you know, into that victim mentality that it's hard for them to escape. Actually, yes. you know, yes. and so it's and it's hard to it's, it's difficult, it's dangerous, and it's uh, to to approach you know uh, victims um, in this regard and in this scenario because the fear for the trafficker often yes. is greater than their freedom, their desire to be free. Mm. You know, mm. because it's mm. not just about them; it involves the members of their family, the safety of the members of their family. You know, they have already been exposed to 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 to, to seeing the, the you know um, how dangerous the traffickers often are. You know, and to what extent they are willing to go to hold on to these goals because they are a commodity. You know, yes. um, drugs you can sell once, but a life, you a body, a person you can sell numerous times. You know, and that is why wow. traffickers. Never thought have of such that. A hold on, yeah, the the victims, and 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 so yeah, and it's for us. It's basically to make the public aware, also maybe look out for the signs, you know, of somebody that's been trafficked because they're not yes. going to come out and tell you that. Of course, I'm trafficked. I have a fear. So, yeah. and the worst part is that the people who are supposed to protect them, so often we've heard, I personally have heard of stories of even the police working with traffickers. Yes. You know, and victims telling me that I was calling survivors, not victims, that how they encountered. I remember one girl told me how, you know, she tried to flee from her trafficker one day and she was in Brooklyn. And um, which is very rife with human trafficking in the moment in Brooklyn and all that. And she was in peril. And one of the traffickers' buddies, you know, they spotted her. And before she knew it, you know, they police buddies. And and then she was picked up again. You know, so they almost also have a fear of running to the police, you know, for protection. Because so often, and I'm not saying this, generalizing that this is what's happening, but they are, whether we like to admit it or or not, but people in power are often on the payrolls of traffickers and often because they participate in this crime themselves. That is so, so prevalent. And I'm just thinking now that, um, you know, I want to carry on with that conversation after we're going to listen to Emmanuel about James Pringle, and then we can continue those factors because these are very, very, very important. Okay, so I'm going to, we're going to listen to Emmanuel quickly by James Pringle, and I cannot wait to continue this conversation straight after this. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me this afternoon, Renette Marburg on 7 to 9 a.m., and we have a very interesting series very serious topic on on uh, discussion today. Um, we have got Professor Charlene Lowe and her foundation, the Zion Foundation, um, specifically concentrates on human trafficking. And you've got quite a big network going right up to Johannesburg. Um, you, I see that you you know you've partnered with universities and just giving that whole awareness. So um, I just want you to you know we were sharing beforehand um, of the different you know that you've had a few cases now in this COVID period and the different platforms that have sort of like come in another way of dealing with um, 
grooming and grooming girls and all that as well. So just tell me what does the different, maybe you can just give us a few pointers on the different kinds of human trafficking. You know, you know, you said prostitution, but there's also other kinds of, you know, the job interviews, that's also a form of, uh, of, of human trafficking and plus plus. If you can just share that with us, please, Charlene. Yes, um, Lynette, you know, you also have, you have human trafficking do come in different forms. You have also labor trafficking, it's not just a sexual exploitation and things, you know, we, um, like I mentioned before, that, um, you know, as I said, that the share of children among detected trafficking victims has has tripled, okay? Well, the share of the boys has increased five times in the past 15 years. So while girls are mainly trafficked for sexual exploitation, boys are used for forced labor. However, um, it is both uh, currently we have just there's been a report that's been released um, by um, New Freedom Network, um, which is a very, very um, um, like dependable network that fights against um, human trafficking. They are uh, up in Johannesburg, um, and they keep us up to date with all the latest you know, what is happening around in the, you know, uh, with regards to human trafficking. Yes, um, and, 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 you know, the, uh, uh, you know, that recently that we have, like I said, also with people in power who are actually the people who are supposed to be protecting, you know, are vulnerable, are often the people who are actually the culprits behind it. Um, and now even uh, there's a well-known advocate, an acting judge, and a co-accused who's facing multiple charges relating to rape, sexual assault, human trafficking, child pornography. And, you know, they, the two of them, are facing 34 charges. You know, they allegedly solicited child pornography in the form of images and videos for which the boys paid. You know, they would set them up. They actually... They actually recruited them via um, uh, the internet, um, and it is the like they would watch them have sexual intercourse, you know, with people, you know, while they masturbating. And it's horrible to mention these things, but this is the reality of human trafficking, you know, and of this evil actually. So um, yeah, and you see. Many children, women, children, and the men that are out of work, things, like we said, leaves them at greater risk for traffickers. You know, um, often what we basically focus on for us is basically getting people, you know, especially stopping them from the sexual exploitation side of human trafficking, you know, because um, of the horror of it and because of the damage it normally leaves. You know, it's so hard to actually, you know, firstly work with these young ladies and people like that. It's so hard to actually get them. The walk to freedom is such a long one, Renette. And as I actually explained it once to me, I literally looked at it once, it's like, it's like walking across a minefield and you having to pick up the pieces, you know, for a person that's just been blasted away. Um, so, yeah. It is, I don't know. I it's talk. really, it, you know, I know you can talk. It's a huge, huge topic. You know, I'm just, yeah. you know, I've been dealing with uh, gangsterism as well. And I mean, just those young boys, that is child labor, the, you know, the nine, eight, 10 year olds that are used for runners. 
for drugs. Yes. I mean, that is child labor. And, yes. uh, you know, you've got even parents putting their children on the corners of the street begging. Yes. That is, that is yes. child labor. Um, you know, selling and, them. And, and selling, selling them, them. And selling them. I mean, I, I dealt with a case now recently where a mom was letting her four-year-old be used by men. And, uh, you know, this is what we need to be keeping, be aware of, you know, in, yes. the, in the case of, you know, how, how, is our, how are we listening and looking at the moment? Yes. I know we're not looking at everybody that's suspicious, but what yes. is the action to take, yeah. you know, with, uh, you know, yeah. in these cases? And you said that I, I the police even... could be, you know, it's not as serious. Yeah, so we have, like, you know, when we look at the sex trafficking, which is our, well, you also have organ trafficking, you know, and then you have the child soldiers, you know, where children are recruited, especially in our war-torn countries, to become soldiers. But that also relates to gangsters actually recruiting young, you know, children and underage children, vulnerable children, for, you know, for gang activities, gang-related activities. Obviously, so often because children cannot be tried as adults, you know, um, and they run scot-free while the children are doing the dirty work. That's also human trafficking, you know, and our people are not even aware that these children they see with the gangsters, and that is actually a form of trafficking. And so you have the child marriage also, um, Renit, where, like you say, often yes. parents give their children to somebody or children are being married off. You know, um, and these like for, for to pay a debt of uh, of parents. You know, sometimes because it's in the culture, it's cultural, um, uh, uh, and, and culture and religion. I believe so. You know, it's such two huge abuses. You know, when it comes to it sort I'm of blurs the lines. But I say humanity, mm. literally. So it yeah. blurs the the lines of what yes. this is. You know, so it's either your religion. Yes. But it's actually human trafficking. So yes. it is, uh, you yeah. know, how do they, cr how does a person cross those boundaries? It's very hard. Yeah. And it's for us to, uh, um, and we are so, you know, that is why <laughs> I'm just passionate when it comes to, you know, Christians especially. I cannot handle a Christian saying, I don't want to get involved. Do you know that God called us to get involved? We are his voice, his eyes, his ears, his feet, and his hands in the earth from. But it's so amazing how often Christians like try to keep the peace rather than to get involved. And like the saying goes, that evil only thrives when good men remain silent. That is so, so, so true. It's sad, but it's true um, in the sense that, you know, it, it is something. But again, I do believe it's lack of knowledge as well. A lot of people don't know yeah. what to do, who to join. Yes. You know, yes. what is it yeah. that they, how can they be part of it? You know, so, you know, yeah. I think we, we, we need to discuss that maybe afterwards. Just know how, how people can partner with something like this. How can they become aware, 
you know, uh, I would like maybe just to be, make maybe make yourself available for information to go out and that people want to know how how can a, you know maybe a group of people just come together, you know, and see how they can uh, assist you in in the future of the um, organization as well because we need more hands and feet. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yes. It says so in the word. Yes. It's like till the end of time that it's going to be yes. so. But I think now with COVID, um, we've been given quite a bit of leeway as well uh, where we yeah. can actually have more time and the churches aren't so involved yeah. with their own things you know men yeah. uh, we are looking for things to do out of the goodness of our hearts as well so mm-hmm. um yeah. are we going to just play uh, play something now quickly uh you know uh, which is very important for us it says waiting on you how's that by kezia peterson um let us see how the lord lets us wait on 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 him and so he can direct our paths. And, you know, how do we as believers get involved into different difficult situations and organizations like this? Even if they don't want to do the groundwork, how do they empower people to go and do the groundwork that has the calling on it? Because this is not, a, it's not just a unique ministry. It's a very, very special um, an assignment and mandate. So, um, Professor uh, Charlene, uh, we are going to chat to you after that. You can help us just give us some input on how do we go from here to try and help you get there. So we're going to listen to Kezia Peterson, Waiting on You. Well, time flies and <laughs> we've got about five or six minutes left. But I tell you now, um, thank you for so much for joining us, Professor Charlene Lowe. Um, I know that this is such a huge topic and such a serious topic but uh, just give us some ideas of how do we go about it if we're in our communities um what do we what are we looking at when it comes to having to report something like this okay there are certain signs um we do maybe if you look out for certain behavioral signs that a traffic victim normally displays you know um they, and these are the things that you can look out for. I'm also going to give the national uh, toll-free number. Yes, that please if do. You, if the state, um, you know, somebody's been trafficked, you know, this is, that, that's the number that you can call. But the normal warning signs are like, they appear malnourished. They're showing signs of physical injuries and abuse. Mm-hmm. They're avoiding eye contact, social interaction, and authority figures or law enforcement. They seem to adhere to scripted or rehearsed responses in social interaction. And they're lacking official identification documents. You know, those are only part of it. Yes. And the red flags that you can look for, like, you know, people maybe even in working conditions, because we know how many people, you know, especially amongst us in our communities where they invite, uh, go fetch young girls from upcountry, you know, and bring them here. And often these girls actually are exploited in such, you know, and having to live under such haggard conditions, you know. And without you knowing, they are actually, you know, uh, being uh, uh, trafficked in a way. So they've been threatened by their boss, um, which stays in the home, they're working in dangerous conditions without proper safety gear, training, or breaks even, you know, other protection, Mm. you know, not even being paid properly, you know, having been cut off even with uh, uh, communication with his family. Yes, you know, yes. And it's very important what you... Sorry to interrupt, sorry. 
Not a problem, yeah. No, no, just about the fact that they don't have their passports because a lot of foreign foreigners are being tra- used as well in this time because of the fact they don't have their papers. And uh, yes. yes. Yeah, true. And and the people, they are often forced, they are actually often, often threatened with deportation, you know. Um, um, you must know trafficking is, uh, um, is a very fraudulent crime. And so um, traffickers, you know, they leave them with false prospects. They, um, you know, the threats even that they make, you know, often when they have these, they bring the girls over or they bring somebody over and then they actually um, make them believe that they have this debt that they have to pay off, you know, yes. for the cost that is that is to, uh, that that the uh, that the employer or the trafficker has to spend in order to get them here. And it's ridiculous debts that often can never be paid off, you know, and it takes yes. years to be paid off. Oh but we know they actually been exploited, you know. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah. I just want to give out a national, I think, a yes, national phone number that mm-hmm. people can call if you suspect it. If you see little children, what I love to make about even the women's group, I love that we have, you know, of the area that when I saw that people are alert, you know, so you can yes, watch out for signs. You know the people in your area, you know the vagrants. I mean, if you see a child that you think that are exposed to being trafficked, we're exposed to these conditions. You know, phone the number, get involved. The number is over 100 777 It's a toll-free number. Sure. Um, and it's just for you to just make a call. You don't have to give your name. You, you can remain anonymous. But you know what? You might just save a life. Amen. And we children cannot speak up for themselves. They can't. You know, um, they can't. They so adapt to... Um, the abusive situation and the abusive condition, you know, like I have a little girl now that I am guardian of, and the third part is it's family, but what I've noticed, you know, uh, how, uh, you know, children just adapt to lifestyle, you know. Lifestyle, So we haven't given that attention. First, I saw that when she gets hurt, she will tell, pretend that she didn't get hurt, will Mm. tell me, no, nothing happened. So yes. I have to walk us through the process now of saying, no, your child, so it's okay to come to me. I'm supposed to, you know, if it's a, even if it's a small scratch or a scrape, mm. just clean it, make sure that she knows. That she I must have her emotions. On. Mm. Yes, you mm. know, so children mm. adapt to abusive situations Very because we, in a way, that is what they are being taught, you know, that is what they're being mm. exposed to. They haven't been exposed to anything else, maybe. Oh, okay. Professor, this yeah. is such a hectic and heavy topic, and... um. You know, we can talk for so much more. We've done this before yeah. and we know what it's like, you know, and it's such a passionate passion for both you and me. And, um, you know, we're just so thankful for the work that you are doing and veiling yourself and stepping out into this very dangerous uh, world that we live in. It's like this wild world and damaged and broken world. And we just thank you for the work that you're doing. May the Lord continuously use you mightily amongst these ladies and men and girls and children that you your foundation will grow supernaturally 
in the sense that there will be lots of laborers that can go out there and save lives, save lives. We just bless you. And congratulations, and we know you're getting married soon, and we just pray that you as a couple will just flourish and that you people will be a mighty team for his kingdom um, here in South Africa and overseas and abroad. So we just trust that the Lord will continuously use you, and thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Renette. Um, I can just give all glory to God. Yeah, he has given me an amazing partner. He's from the States. We will be moving there. But I also, you know, I couldn't have done it with my amazing team. We may not be much. Yes. But, you know, even my board of directors, they are the people I rely on and, and lean on, you know. And I just want to say to the public, if, you know, for us, we want to spread awareness. So please, you know, get involved. Contact us. We have a Facebook page, Zion Foundation. Um, or if you can, you can send me a uh, Facebook request, Charlene Lowe, um, and through me you'll find also our page. Um, we also have, you can find us on www.sciencefoundation.co.za. Um, uh, we also, if you can donate your time, not just money, but we even have a cash app or whatever way, we'd really appreciate all the help, your skills, even Please that you do. You know, that you're willing to contribute. We've been running without any funding, but we know when God has given you a mandate, you look to Him. Amen. And um, so we need people, you know, we cannot do this alone. We also yeah. partner with other organizations. Yes. You know, yes. um, so we have been with Zija Foundation that we partnered with Stems in October. Um, she's, we can just thank God for people like her that partner with us and we take hands. And I just want to say this last thing before I go. Sure. Um, to people out there maybe listening, you know, churches, organizations, we cannot change our communities by ourselves. Amen. The human sure. trafficking department has to take the soup kitchen, and the soup kitchen has to take the counseling with us. We Amen. have to take hands in order to infiltrate our communities and cause change and effect to Amen. happen if we want to see. There's more than enough for all of us. If each of us build a church, it will never be enough. Amen. You know? So, spot on, spot on, spot on. Thank you so much for your contribution. You added so much value to my program. So, may you be blessed and we hope to chat to you soon uh, at a later stage and see how we have grown in this area and see how we've combated it maybe in in some way and some success stories as well. So, thank you for joining me today. And listeners out there, look after ourselves. Be safe, stick to the rules, and everything will do go well. And we just pray that the same blessing for you, that you'll have a wonderful week. And uh, we're going to play out with Love Never Fails by Jonathan Butler, one of our favorites. Um, and we will join uh, Gilma Stander straight after this. So with the news and plus more. God bless you. Have a great week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.